This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. We're back and we're kicking off hour two of Kelly and Ramia. It is February 6th, 2024. And Kelly McDonald, myself, Ramia Amadin, we're holding down the fort for you. Another hour of fantastic conversations. Kels, what do we have next? Well, it's time to visit with one of our community reporters. We enjoy this because we do this Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays. We find out what's happening around Canada via our community reporters. Their communities, they share with us once a month when they join us on the show. Today, from Montreal, Mathieu Rochette joins us. Montreal Canadian fan. Good day. Welcome oh. back. Hey, Kelly. Hi, Romia. Hello. Very inconvenient doing this on, re- on, the, on my phone, but some Zoom issue. Our good Updates. friend Zoom. Internet. Updates. As soon as you put it on, and you, oh, you have something to do? Bang, bang, bang. Come the updates. My friend, always with good topics to t- uh, on the program. I'll leave you alone about being the Montreal Canadiens fan. We won't start there. Yeah, just topic- slid straight past yeah. that. That's yeah, good. Let's skip, the, let's skip to what I'm going to call topic number two because we would have taken a lot, you know, wow. you defending that team okay. and Ramya being here as a non-fan Setting of a any timer. sport. <laughs> exactly. You're good, right, this year? <laughs> yeah, you and your Austin um, Matthews might score 70 goals according oh, to the highest statistic. Uh-huh. We'll, you know what we'll, it sounds like we'll as he grumbles how, like how that, in about two years. Well, yeah, it's not doesn't mean it helped him like, get to the Stanley Cup. But, Rum, doesn't he sound like the parrot getting into the swearing on you? I don't know. I don't even know what he's talking about. Just carry on with topic two, please. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Matthew, let's get started on what you've got here. So we've got a new, uh, we've got a lot of stuff going on here, um, launching of a new website and things like that. Let's let's begin here. Where are we talking about and who? All right. So this is the Association Québécoise de Joueurs Handicapés Visuels du Québec. They are launching the new accessible and what I meant accessible, believe me, it's a 100% accessible website. Nice. So I spoke about them, I think it was a year or two ago that they were like pretty much a lot of the different associations quite quiet for a while during the pandemic and stuff. And last year, they, uh, yeah, they come back really like, okay, we need to, we need to do something with our association. So they, as the name says, they provide a chess for blind people in Quebec, all across the province. And this year, that was a really, really busy year. One of the goal was to put back, yes, the tournament and stuff, but also provided chess classes, um, which is... To build it, right? Do. To build it for everyone kind yeah. of thing, to get people Ex- interested and involved. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And one of the main things, like, okay, great. We have histories. We have uh, biography. We have a lot of information. And now we have chess class. But we need to have something great to to share all those activities and sessions. So they come up with the ideas, like, okay, let's re- let's shut down the entire website and rebuild it entire like zero to yeah they literally shut it down entirely <laughs> so now they're welcome to launch the new website on this special white cane week um look guys there's so many informations that they are free and available there for everyone who just have a curiosity 
on what's going on with chess in Quebec mm-hmm. today and also yesterday. And definitely there's a lot of stuff going on right now for tomorrow. Like I said, there's already a few uh, recording tape in audio tape for the, the, the for on six last chess session happen every two weeks on Sunday morning. I can tell you in advance, there's going to have a lot more because they just signed up for a, new, uh, for a bunch of new classes also uh, on two new chess sessions, one on the opening zone and the other one will be for beginner, which is nice. I'm going to give the classes every Wednesday from uh, studying at the end of this current month. So I highly recommend you guys, you want to play chess, it's, it's the place to go. Believe me, it's built uh, by blind people. It's managed by blind people. Um, so it's, it's never going to have an issue with the accessibility. You just need to go at aqjahv.org. All information are there. You want to become a member, it's just $5 uh, a year. And uh, we're always looking for new member, voluntary guy. You, need, you want to participate <clears throat> on this, you're more than welcome, guys. And it doesn't matter where you are, right? Anyone around can, can join, no, long really as you not. pay your five bucks. And you're teaching? Uh, yeah, I'm going to give the beginner ch- chess yeah, teaching Excellent. class in, uh, Excellent. in about two weeks. Yeah. Wow. And so much stuff to for people to be able to listen to, to get better at the game and different levels and stuff like that. It sounds like a real happening place and get yourself into your lessons and then get into the Sunday, you know, Sunday uh, tournament and stuff like that with everyone. Right. Yeah, exactly. And guys, you mentioned something important, Kelly, right there. Like it's not only, like, yes, it's an organization in Quebec, but we have people in New Brunswick from Ontario. Uh, Vancouver, there's people all across Canada, and we are the only yeah. association who's doing this. So right. We'll see in the future what's going to happen, but I mean, in Canada, chess never really be that much popular. It's always like an underdog discipline. Like, even in the site uh, population, decided people, but it's there. It's there for a really long time, and yeah, they just want to stay there for a new. For, for, yeah, for another hundred years, let's say. Let's start with that. Oh, so, wow. I mean, there's people all across Canada. Um, yes, okay, for now, it's not much in English, but doesn't mean it's not going to be eventually. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. I cannot say everything right now, but yeah, there's a lot of well, stuff. Good, uh, good luck with it, man. <laughs> sounds good. It sounds like something that's needed, Matthew. It sounds beautiful. Good luck. Mm hmm. Uh, Matt's topic number two is White Cane Week. It's the first full week of February, which is every year when we celebrate White Cane Week. So what's going on in Montreal around this? Well, I mean, this, uh, when I write it down, I wanted to talk about this week, obviously. There's a lot of activities all across uh, Quebec, Montreal with, you know, Readaptation Centers, Foundation for the Blind, to give an example, CNIB, they're all doing something special. But I I was, not that I did not want to talk about others, but I was like, you know what, there's something that we really talk about it during this current week. We're talking a lot because this week is about, you know, showing the white cane and tell others the how important that is 
And at the, at the end, <clears throat> what is important is to show our, you know, us as a black person, as everyone else, and be included in the society in general. And that it's one of the tools is to using a white cane to give us the opportunity to go point A to point B every day. Mm-hmm. There's one thing that um, I don't think we spoke about it many times. It's also in our community to use this extraordinary tool. That saved life. That's helped us in a way that for, for those who we're using every day, we understand it. But when we are, in, when we are losing our vision, and you know, you know, Kelly, I don't know your pat when you lost, or actually if you saw a bit before, but there's always a moment when you progressively lost your vision, you just don't want to admit it. You don't want to uh-huh. use your white cane. You don't want to uh-huh. use it because it says, hey, I'm blind. I am not anymore independent. I need this to do that. I need to, that says I am blind and I don't want it. I don't accept it. And, and then this tool starting to be a barrier of your acceptation. And uh, yeah, see, we don't have much time left, so I'll go fast. <laughs> so guys, I'm just going to share a quick story who happened to me a really long time ago when I was exactly in that gray zone, refusing to use my white cane because I was not accepting at the beginning my, well, my new, the new way who I was, which is now blind. I remember as it was yesterday, after my wake shift on a Saturday evening, I went back home and it was past midnight. I was, my vision at this point was sometimes I can see a bit more, sometimes not, but mainly I just suppose I should just use my white cane every day, every time. That might be just so much easier. Uh, I was walking in the metro station, and someone asked me if I need help. And I says, like, hey, no, I don't need help. Why, why should I need help? I see, no, no worries, I'm fine. That was the first warning. A few minutes after, I guess I was lost, thinking that was stairs. And when I fell down, I realized this steps was huge. It wasn't the steps. It was the gate of the, uh, the hall with the, the trail tracks. So I, I fell on the floor numb because I oh realized my. that was a whole oh nut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just moved my left hand to figure out where I am. And when I do that, boom, touch the trail track. So the electricity went through my left side, crossed through my heart, and went out from my right hands. Lucky wasn't touched the trail track. Uh, I, I have no clue how long I stayed there, but I guess it was just like a couple seconds. Yeah. But somehow I was able to uh, stand up, yell loud, yeah. and someone like grabbed me my backpack. Help me how to get out of the, yeah, the tunnel. The, the, the track And then pit, I went yeah. to the hospital. Yeah, exactly, track pit, thanks. I stayed there for just 24 hours in the hospital. I was extremely lucky, maybe because I was an athlete back then, so I was in good shape. Maybe because I did not stay uh, an extra second too long. 
I have no clue. And at the end, it doesn't really matter. I'm still there. I am extremely lucky. Mm-hmm. But, guys, that's one of the reasons why we should use the white cane. I know it's tough. Uh, when you're when first you starting off. That. Right. Yeah. Right. But it can save your life. That was my story. I know it happened to others who doesn't speak loud because they feel shame about this kind of situation. But this is the reality. Help yourself. This is not a curse. It's a gift. So That's it. Yeah. Life goes on, and you can do so much, Matthew. Thank you for sharing, especially an experience like that, which unfortunately happens more than we'd ever want to admit or see happen. Yep. Hey, take care, guys. I'll talk to you next month. Thanks, pal. Sounds good. Uh, Matthew Rochette, one of our community reporters. He visits with us once a month here on Kelly and Rumya. We visit with our community reporters Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays on the show. We're switching things up and we're getting a bonus headlines in this week. Grant Hardy's here after the break to talk about scientists uh, calling for another, or sorry, a new Category 6 hurricane. We'll find out more after the break on Kelly and Rumya. Don't go away. There's more great conversation with Kelly and Ramya right around the corner. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Sean of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts.